Now is the time and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Thursday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. Glad you're with us bright and early for our first look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540, I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Melissa Fox, in for Alan Spector. Our top stories this morning, the verdict is in for Mark Keith Lloyd, and a very important congressman has passed away. Details in one minute. After less than five hours, the jury returned a guilty verdict in the trial of an Orlando man who fatally shot his pregnant ex-girlfriend, Sade Dixon. Marquise Lloyd's defense attorney says there was no motive for the attack. He's got no reason to shoot her. He has no reason to shoot her. He has his gun. Lloyd could face the death penalty in this case. Next spring, he will go on trial for murdering Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. Why this took more than five minutes, I have no idea. A little trip to Budtopia on how a case like this ought to go down in our system in the next half hour. Congressman Elijah Cummings has passed away. The Maryland Democrat was 68 years old. A tweet from his office says he died this morning at approximately 2.45 Eastern time. The congressman had been suffering from a long-standing health challenge. Cummings had served as chairman of the House Oversight Committee, one of the committees overseeing the current impeachment inquiry of President Trump. A Baltimore native, Cummings served in the House of Representatives, representing Maryland's 7th District since 1996. Safe to say that, um, you know, his his family members will not be getting any sympathy cards from President Trump. He and Cummings got into it earlier this summer, and we'll recall that here in a moment. Yes, we will. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. During his first speech on the Senate floor, Senator Rick Scott is giving his personal story to listeners. Scott spoke on his tough upbringing and how it impacted his beliefs on what the United States should be. However, the senator says the values he was raised with are starting to disappear in the nation. We need to remember that hard work is a feature not a bug of this American experiment, that the family unit is at the center of our society, and the breakdown of the family has been hugely detrimental. Scott recently took a trip to Hong Kong to speak with protesters about democracy. A new Gallup poll says support is rising for both Congress and for impeaching Trump. The polling association says approval of Congress has risen from 18 percent in September to 25 percent. The increase is due to 15 percent jump in approval among Democrats and a small increase among independents. The poll also says a majority now supports Trump's impeachment and removal from office. Currently, 52 percent say Trump should be impeached. Support for impeachment has grown among Democrats and independents since June.
Well, rain was the big winner in the Bronx on yes, uh, Wednesday. The Yankees and Astros had Game 4 of the American League Championship Series postponed in New York. Game 4 now takes place tonight, Game 5 tomorrow, before the series potentially heads back to Houston. The Astros lead the best-of-seven matchup two games to one. And the Magic host the Miami Heat tonight to wrap up the preseason at Amway Center. Orlando is 3-2 and two so far, back-to-back home losses with the Celtics and the 76ers. The Magic will start their regular season next Wednesday, hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. WFLA Newstime 6.05, a 7-year-old boy caught vaping in elementary school in the classroom. That story is online at WFLA Orlando. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. PM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. Thanks, Melissa. Melissa Fox in for Alan Spector, who's grabbing a couple of days off. He'll be able to watch the Yankees as long as the games go without having to worry about turning it around and getting in here super early and he will love that yes he will yeah absolutely right and uh taking your chair in the control room is Kelly who'll be screening our calls welcome always good to have you sir on the 50,000 watt front porch always good to be here I'm always fired up with you guys Uh well good deal we like to hear that we got a jam-packed show here and working his magic in the control room to bring a complex program all together flawlessly as he does all the time and cover for all of my mistakes our executive producer Mike Yaffe how you doing Yaffe good good morning everyone yeah, um, we note the passing of Elijah Cummings here, longtime congressman from from Baltimore, and uh, and and absolutely a, a Trump hater of the of the first magnitude, who's been screaming for his impeachment for a long time and holds a very important position. He did as the chairman of the House Oversight Committee here. You'll remember back during the summer here when um, when Trump really lit into Cummings. Um, about his uh, district in Baltimore uh, being a disgusting rat and rodent infested mess that no human being would want to live in. And um, uh, the Maryland Democrat described Trump as a brutal bully, and there was a lot of bad blood there. Um, But at any rate, Elijah Cummings gone at age 68, and that will be a very big story in Washington in the days ahead. But what happened yesterday in the White House, no matter who was telling it true, was something the likes of which I don't think I've ever seen before. But I understand exactly what had happened and exactly why it went down as it apparently did. That was the showdown at the White House. And we're going to be talking about it here. And you will hear from key players in a moment. Pelosi, Schumer, Hoyer, McCarthy on the Republican side the latest from the press secretary, and, of course, the president's point of view on this showdown at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And um, we'll get into it here in a moment. If you want to join the conversation, I know a lot of you are already connected to the news when we get into the hot topics in the morning. Uh, I've got a spot for you on the phone at 407-916-5400. And the text line always open at 23680 or standard message and data rate supply. But first things first, Melissa. Oh, yeah. You know, you might want to lock the number 200-200 into your phone. I'll tell you why. Because we want to make your wallet great again. 
every hour from 6 a.m. until 9 p.m., just after the top of the hour news, we give out a keyword. You text that keyword to 200-200, and if you get a call from area code 513, you probably should answer it because it's us trying to give you $1,000. So listen for your chance to win all day, every hour, just after the top of the hour news. And in just a second, we're going to make your wallet great again. Plus, traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 6.09 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines breaking news from overseas in the United Kingdom. Apparently, there are signs that a deal has been reached on Brexit to get the Brits out of the European Union. Yaffe, you are monitoring this from England. What do you have? Yeah, this is breaking news right now. Uh, Britain and the European Union agreed on the draft text of a Brexit deal just now. An 11th hour breakthrough in Prime Minister Boris Johnson's efforts to settle his country's year-long debate over Brexit. He also tweeted out about it, Boris Johnson, saying, we've got a great new deal that takes back control. Now Parliament should get Brexit done on Saturday so we can move on to other priorities. That's the breaking news. We'll follow it for you. And updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. Stay ahead of the storm with Operation Stormwatch on News Radio WFLA Orlando. A political storm like we have seldom have ever seen in the White House yesterday. Let me work my way into that by setting the table here. Not a great day for the president. Uh, He had a lot of Republicans bolt from supporting him on his decision to pull our troops out of harm's way and get out of northern Syria, and since then altogether out of Syria, where we have about a 1,000 troops. By the way, he ran on getting us out of these endless, mindless wars that cost us so much blood and treasure. He ran on that, on getting us out of the Middle East in these wars. In the 7 o'clock hour, I'm going to talk with you about exactly what that would involve. I think you will be surprised to learn how many troops we have deployed where, beyond the obvious, Iraq and Afghanistan. There are so many more. I wonder what in the world they are doing there. Um, So at any rate, there was a vote in the House yesterday on a on a a Democrat-driven resolution to condemn the president's decision um, to essentially abandon the Kurds and get out as Turkey follows through on its longtime pledge to invade that part of Syria. And um, so how did it go? It did not go well for the president. The House voted 354 to 60 on that resolution, condemning the president's decision to withdraw U.S. troops from northern Syria. And obviously, with that kind of vote count, there are a lot of Republicans here um, who bailed on the president. A half a dozen Florida Republicans were among the 60 Republican lawmakers voting against the resolution and in support of the president, including um, Matt Gates, Neil Dunn, John Rutherford, Bill Posey over on the coast, Greg Stubbe over in the Bay Area, and Brian Mast. Republicans voting the other way against the president, Michael Walz, Gus um, Bilirakis, Ross Spano, uh, Vern Buchanan and uh, Mario uh, Diaz-Ballard. Interesting to note, 14 lawmakers didn't vote, including Florida Republicans, Dan Webster, and Ted Yoho. Interesting there. Um, so that the president was obviously not happy when this meeting occurred at the House yesterday, er, at the White House yesterday. Apparently somebody said, the president said, you know what, um, somebody's called a meeting here and I agreed to it, so let's go. Pelosi, Schumer, and uh, Hoyer are there, congressional leadership, uh, from the Republican side as well. And when the Republicans uh, and the Democrats came out afterwards, they told a totally different story about what had gone down there. 
from what the Republicans are saying. Um, it did get contentious. I think that's understandable. What in the world did they expect in the way of a reception? This is the first face-to-face meeting between Pelosi, Schumer, and company since the impeachment inquiry was triggered against the president, you know, and, and, and I think for no good reason other than they can't beat him at the ballot box in 2020, and they know it, so impeachment's the only way to get him out of there, or, or in their view, for the next five years plus, it's going to be Trump, 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 and a second term. So that's what this is all about. So impeachment was hanging heavily in the air when they held this meeting. Trump didn't like the way uh, Pelosi was acting. Let's listen to Pelosi on the way out the door at the White House. Kurt, you just the part of the president was a meltdown. M- M- Sad to say. President had a meltdown, is what she said, all right? What about Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, offended at the president's behavior toward Pelosi? He was insulting, particularly to the speaker. She kept her cool completely, but he called her a third-rate politician. He said that the, there are communists involved and you guys might like that. I mean, this was not a dialogue. It was sort of a diatribe, a nasty diatribe. Can you stomach one more Democrat on this? House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer here. I have served with six presidents. I have been in many, many, many meetings like this. Never have I seen a president treat so disrespectfully a co-equal branch of the government of the United States. Last night on Fox on Laura Ingram's show, I managed to catch House Minority Leader Republican Kevin McCarthy with another story. He was at the White House meeting, says no meltdown by the president, that Trump ripped into Pelosi because of how she behaved and that the meeting went well and was actually productive after Pelosi, Schumer, and Hoyer staged their show and stormed out. You know the most interesting part? They left the meeting. Other Democrats stayed, and we had the most normal meeting you could ever have that was productive with the general, the Joint Chiefs, the Secretary of Defense, and the President. And here is McCarthy, Republican, on how the meeting began and how Pelosi in particular was behaving. The President starts out, and he provides the letter that he sent to the President of Turkey, Erdogan. Very strong letter not to go into this area. As he passes it around, he starts with me. We hand it to every leader. You know what the Speaker Pelosi did? She doesn't read it. She turns it over flat to show in the president's face she's not going to read his letter. Then she starts to smile. The president calls her out. Nancy, why are you laughing? This is a serious item. The general, the joint chief, tells how he recommended to the president that he remove some of our men because they were in danger. He didn't want them to be harmed. When they'd asked the president a question, the secretary of defense goes, oh, I have that. No, the president has to answer. And this from White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham, written statement. The president was measured, factual and decisive, while Speaker Pelosi's decision to walk out was baffling but not surprising. She had no intention of listening or contributing to an important meeting on national security issues. While Democratic leadership chose to storm out and get in front of the cameras to whine, everybody else in the meeting chose to stay in the room and work on behalf of this country. Tweet from Trump, Nancy Pelosi needs help fast. There's either something wrong with her upstairs or she just plain doesn't like our great country. She had a total meltdown at the White House. It was very sad to watch. Pray for her. She's a very sick person. Um, This is all about impeachment. What kind of a reception did Pelosi and company expect to get for what they've been trying to do to this president since the day he was elected? 
407-916-5400 if you want to weigh in on what happened yesterday and my take on it. Toll free is 866-916-5400. You can text us at 23680. We hope you will. We'll get the gang involved here after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on the Thursday edition of Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Central Florida headlines for you now. Two people are dead after a shooting in Osceola County. The bodies were found last night in Kissimmee outside of Bank of America at the Ventura Downs Shopping Plaza. The two died at the scene on Osceola Parkway, and they have not yet been identified. Deputies say witnesses reported hearing multiple gunshots. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. iHeart Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Welcome back to Good Morning Orlando. It's Melissa Fox along with the Budden Man, Yaffe, and Kelly. And you know we give priority to our callers, so let's go ahead and see what Robert has to say about everything in the White House meltdown yesterday. How are you, Robert? Great. How y'all doing this morning? I'm good. Good to have you with us from Oviedo, Robert. What do you got on your mind? But then, you know, we've gone from two-year Mueller investigation to impeach, impeach, impeach. You know, Pelosi, they've got nothing done. They have no legislation. Nothing's gotten done since they've been in charge. But one thing I want to point out, remember with, with Syria, um, everybody's all concerned about 9-11 terrorists and all this stuff. Those guys trained right here in Daytona Beach. Like, they don't need to plot a land in Syria to, to plot against us, you know? Robert, thank you. We appreciate your call. Melissa, what's your take on this? Oh, on the whole uh, White House? The White House. The truth (laughs) of the White House yesterday. You know, no matter what happened in there, and it was contentious, I explained that this is really still all about impeachment. Now they cast the president as unhinged, Mm -hmm. you know, lacking the temperament uh, to be the commander-in-chief. And that's another brick in the wall of impeachment they are trying to build and that's what it was about yesterday even though it appeared to be about the syria policy yeah to me it appeared to be like a second grader argument uh you know the he said she said i'd really like to get the meat of it honestly i mean one side saying there was a meltdown the other side saying it was control uh, controlled and and under you know it just doesn't make any sense why we're talking like we're children in there yaffe before we get your take on that go to the top of the texture list here because it speaks to the point melissa was just making how the democrats were acting mm-hmm. it says democrats are acting like spoiled children they do live in their own world and it doesn't seem like they see the rest of the country outside of washington dc trump will continue to push the democrats in until they either cave into him or their heads explode. What's your take on the White House showdown? I think they're trying to expand um, what they want to impeach President Trump over because I think they know they don't have anything on this whole whistleblower complaint in the call. They know they don't have enough there, so they're trying to make an overall case that he's somehow unfit which, of course, is not high crimes or misdemeanors. But... Yeah, that he's become irrational mm-hmm. and we can't yeah. have his hand on the nuclear button. Exactly. Even that comment about, you know, I hate ISIS more than you do. How do you know how much I hate them? Yeah. I mean, it, it just reminded me of a, a, a schoolyard argument. It was just stupid. What did you expect Trump to do, you know, when they when Pelosi and company showed up there saying, hey, how's the family? How are things out there in Frisco? You got that homeless problem licked? How's the Golden Gate Bridge? Need another coat of paint? That's a beautiful spot. I mean, what is he supposed to say <laughs> after what they've been trying to do to him? 
You know what I'm saying, Kelly? Absolutely. One thing I don't understand is how come they don't have somebody who's just in the middle, who isn't Democratic or Republican, just be there to look over, just so we know exactly what's going on. Because like Melissa says, it's going to be he says, she said now. We just need somebody in there who's in the middle, who understands what's going on. I don't know if there's anybody in the country left who's in the middle. I know, right? <laughs> Washington, in Washington, we'll Washington send, anyway. We'll send Kelly. Kelly. He seems Let's like send he Kelly. He's You're the it. man. Nobody'd mess with you, pal. I'll play devil's advocate. That's <laughs> no problem. All right. Good deal. <laughs> just pay me. In for Alan Spector with the news. Let's turn it over to my co-host for this morning. Once again, Melissa Fox. Well, as you mentioned, what a day at the White House. And we've got a sobering idea from Rick Scott, plus traffic and weather together. It's 630 on Good Morning Orlando. News at the bottom of the hour. In for Alan, uh, Melissa, with our breaking news, if you're just joining us right now, on the passing of a prominent member of Congress. That's correct. But Congressman Elijah Cummings has passed away. The Maryland Democrat was 68 years old. A tweet from his office says he died this morning at approximately 2.45 Eastern time at John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore. The congressman had been suffering from longstanding health challenges. As we talked about earlier today, and we'll talk about more this morning, Democrats walked out of a bipartisan meeting with President Trump at the White House yesterday. Outside the White House, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi claimed Trump's actions were the reason they left. We witnessed on the part of the president was a meltdown. Sad to say. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer said Trump insulted House Speaker Nancy Pelosi during a tense meeting about Syria Hoyer called it a diatribe. Democrats and Republicans have been urging Trump to reverse course on Syria. Trump recently withdrew U.S. troops from northern Syria. Pelosi said Trump was shaken up by an overwhelmingly bipartisan House vote condemning his move. Talked about it a lot as we got on the air. We'll get back into it later in the show, Melissa. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Mothers Against Drunk Driving are supporting new legislation proposed by Senator Rick Scott, that would require cars make, uh, made to install devices that would ensure your sobriety. Our bill, the Ride Act, promotes the research and development of advanced alcohol detection software and creates a path forward to require the technology in new motor vehicles. Scott already has bipartisan support for the bill in the Senate, and there's a companion bill in the House. Now, if passed, the government would help automakers develop technology that would make it impossible for an impaired person to start their automobile. PETA is celebrating a federal ruling against a Polk County man. The USDA last week revoked the Animal Welfare Act license of Davenport's Hugo Libel. He's the former owner of Noisy, the elephant, which Libel used to give rides to customers. The USDA ruled that the Libel, rather, is unfit to hold an AWA license because he failed to provide adequate veterinary care. Noisy is now being held at a sanctuary in Tennessee. PETA says they're glad to know Noisy will have a safe and secure retirement. Our bill, the Ride Act, promotes the research and development of advanced. Hello! What happened there? Let's try Who that was again. That? Hello! That's Mrs. Doubtfire. She's headed to Broadway. A new musical based on the no- classic 90s movie is going to open at the Stephen Sodheim Theater next You like that? You want to hear that? Mrs. Doubtfire just comes flying Hello! out of the woodwork. That's so weird, right? What kind of show is this? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> All right, you guys. We're also preparing for our games, college games Saturday. Ninth ranked Florida travels to South Carolina. Florida State's going to visit Wake Forest. UCF hosts East Carolina. And South Florida's on the road to face Navy. You want to try that again? Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I'm looking forward to Mrs. Doubtfire on Broadway. It opens April 5th, by the way. WFLA News Time 636. If you miss anything on Good Morning Orlando, please check out our podcast on iHeartRadio. 
Headlines now and a little breaking news from overseas in the bargain. Um, Vice President Mike Pence and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo have arrived in Turkey. They hope to meet with the Turkish president, although he says they're not going to be able to. He's not going to meet with them. And I can tell you this, that with the passing of Elijah Cummings, the longtime Democrat congressman and representative from Maryland, uh, Pompeo tweeted this, saddened by the news that uh, Representative Cummings, a dedicated public servant, has passed away. Our prayers are with his family and friends at this difficult time. Mike Pompeo. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio WFLA, Orlando. That's it, Pompeo's gone. Yep, that's it. Positive Fired. tweet about Cummings. <laughs> Trump hates Cummings, and Cummings hated Trump. Uh-oh. You think Pom- You think Pompeo's just said, that's it, I'm out. <laughs> This'll do it. I think Pompeo's like, I'm going to say something so Trump doesn't have to. That's turns, what I think. He turns to Pence and, and he says, hey, watch this. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. I think Pompeo's a terrific Secretary of State. I can't imagine anybody else in that job, and I hope it would not happen. But I can't imagine Trump will be very pleased with that uh, tweet about Cummings. At any rate, um, the Markeith Lloyd verdict, um, the big one, the words we were waiting to hear, came down, of course, during Yaffe's show, PM Orlando, on the drive home at about quarter to six last night. Here is what came from the court downtown. We, the jury, find as follows, as to count one of the charge, the defendant is guilty of first-degree murder. And guilty of everything else, but that's the big one that could get him the death penalty. The penalty phase begins on Monday. It need a unanimous 12-0 vote in that jury to recommend the death penalty for Markeith Lloyd, convicted of the first-degree murder, shot her eight times, Sade Dixon, who was carrying his baby. And, of course, they both died. Now he has, coming up in 2020, at some point, uh, the trial for the for the murder. And this is a first-degree murder, I'm sure. This should be a slam-dunk conviction, but you just never know, do you? Of um, Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton outside that, that Walmart. At any rate, um, you know, in Budtopia, it doesn't take almost three years to get a conviction of a monster like this when it is so obvious that he is guilty. We got a second trial coming up. This verdict will be appealed. That will go on and on and on. Second trial should be a conviction, but you never know. And uh, and then there will be an appeal if it's not a conviction. And this will go on for years. And this man will live on for years. In Budtopia, all of this gets done in one year for everybody up for the death penalty. One appeal, and then that's it, and execution occurs when it is obvious that nobody else did this and when it's not even credible that there was any kind of an ulterior motive except murder. It really gets me, and I know we have to have people defending people like Markeith Lloyd, but I'm telling you, I was grinding my teeth as I watched Lloyd's defense attorney yesterday, and listen to this now, Terry Lenneman. Uh, His case, this was self-defense. Um, and, and he made the point that, um, that, that Lloyd shouldn't be convicted of anything because it was all about self-defense. Here he is trying to create reasonable doubt in the minds of the jurors, and it only would have taken one, and he would have been off the hook. Can you even imagine that? So here you have Lenneman, 
accusing Shade Dixon's, Shade Dixon's family of making up things because they hate Markeith Lloyd so much, and then suggesting to a jury that's half black that Lloyd, as a black man, isn't likely to get a just verdict. Let's listen. And I'm sorry you lost your daughter, but do you make up stuff because you want to kill this man? Because you want the community to authorize a needle in his arm? This is not a colorblind courtroom. This man's black. And we know in our community that there is a difference. I'm not playing a race card here, folks. Come on. I'm telling you the absolute truth. What the heck card are you playing, defense attorney Lenneman? What else is that but the race card trying to say... Blacks don't get a fair shake. Give this guy a fair shake. He had a tough life. I mean, come on. And you know what's scary to me? All he had to do was register reasonable doubt in the minds of one juror, and we would not have had the guilty verdict that was absolutely demanded in this case. Does that scare you? I mean, I don't know how we change that. You're entitled to a defense. I don't know how anybody does the kind of work Lenneman does, although I know it's important that it be done. I can't imagine doing it myself, trying to get a monster like this off the hook, trying to curry favor with a juror to turn one mind and get him off the hook. This guy, if you're going to have a death penalty, is what the death penalty is clearly for. In Budtopia, does anything come down differently than the way it has come down in this Markeith Lloyd murder trial? You tell me. In Budtopia, it's all different. And it doesn't take three years to get this done with endless appeals to follow. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. You know, if your name is Susan, tell me what it's like in Susantopia in cases like this. If your name is Bob, what's it like in Bobtopia? And we'll check with our gang right now. We'll find out what it's like in Melissa-topia, Yaffy-topia, <laughs> And Kelly-topia. All right, in a moment, after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now. The mother of Mark Heath Lloyd's ex-girlfriend is praising jurors in Orange County for seeing the truth. That's what Stephanie Dixon Daniels said yesterday about Mark Heath Lloyd being found guilty of the murder of Sade Dixon and her unborn baby three years ago. Dixon Daniels says she's ecstatic over the verdict. And she's grateful jurors were able to see through the defense's smokescreen. The sentencing phase begins Monday. Lloyd could get the death penalty. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. What about it, gang? <laughs> My turn. My issues with the criminal <laughs> justice system and the Markeith Lloyd case here. The verdict is right. But I still have problems. You know, it's a myth that it actually costs less to uh, put somebody to death than to keep them uh, for life in prison. Did you know that? It actually costs a lot more. I don't know why, but that's what they say. Probably because they're in death row forever. Mm, and they have maybe. all those cases that cost money. Maybe so. Appeals. Um, my the thoughts, appeals and everything. Yeah. In Skittles-topia... Uh, <laughs> and that's what we named you since the Halloween candy fiasco a week ago on right. the show. I would fire up a newly green Sparky with solar panels, environmentally... Oh, the old electric chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But an environmentally <laughs> conscious execution. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Yeah, just sit right there. There you go, Mr. <laughs> Lloyd. Sit on down. 
Very Skittles. forward-thinking. And how many years would it take you to fire it up for a guy like Markeith Lloyd, Sometime now next guilty Tuesday. of murder one? Next, Sometime next Tuesday. About next Tuesday. Yeah. Sounds about right to me. You know, um, I think there's too many Patriots and Yankee stuff in Budtopia, so I'm always a little nervous <laughs> to go there. Yeah, it's dangerous for you. But in this case, uh, I agree with Budtopia. It sounds like a nice place. If we can get this done in a year with one appeal, I think I think that's a good way to do it. When it's a slam dunk, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, what about it? I agree with everybody. Absolutely. It's not even just a slam dunk. It's an alley-oop. You know, it's just <laughs> a highlight play. But, you know, process is going on here, I guess. All I right. Guess what he has to do. Bring on Scott. You're in Oviedo weighing in on this. Go ahead, Scott. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, bud. Well, you know, in Scottopia, due process should take place, and it has. I'm so glad this guy is off the streets. It scares me to death to think that there's probably even more people similar to him still out there. But this guy is off the streets for sure. I mean, you know, I I, I, I believe what, you know, and what Melissa said about uh, old Sparky. I, I'm young enough to, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when they were still using old Sparky. Actually. Sure. And that would scare the tar out of you just to even conceive of the idea of being placed in an electric chair and fried and a, to death. And, you know? and, right, when, of course, it, of course, what did it and in were a couple of cases where there was smoke coming out. too good for them, but, uh, you know, that may be the way to go. There was smoke coming out of somebody's ears up there. Oh, well. Yeah. There you go. I got it. Scott, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, now, you know, now we got the defense attorney, you know, just railing on the idea that you jurors are going to put a needle in this man's yeah. arm. I mean, he was trying to throw anything at the wall that he thought might stick. It, yeah. it was so obvious that they were just trying anything that could. But all you have to do is change one mind just a little bit to the point of not true belief in the defense, but reasonable doubt. And this yeah. guy does not get convicted. It's this true, man does not get convicted. The when jury there's... didn't take very long either in this mm. one. I don't know. It should have taken five minutes. What the heck were they doing for five hours? Well, there's a process involved and oh, stuff. I not know. in Butopia. I don't <laughs> think so. You know, I think he lost. No, there has to be a process. I get it. But I couldn't understand what they were deliberating five hours for in this thing. Oh, they had to have lunch, you know, figuring out what they're going to have, you know. No, I know it was afternoon. Oh, well, maybe it was. Oh, I dinner. know what it was. They hung around to break it on Yaffe's well, show. Well, that's part of it. Yeah, I remember it broke just about before the end of PM Orlando. <laughs> I have insight into the jury. You have become insiders. a man of great okay. influence. By the way, what about your show for the ride home today? Well, we'll cover any local or national breaking news. I'm sure the feud between okay. Trump and the Democrats will continue today, and we'll cover that live. <laughs> and believe it or not, Melissa's not only doing heavy duty for Alan this morning, you're going to be on in prime time tonight because it's Thursday. Yeah. That's correct. Connection show tonight. Very important show. We're going to investigate polycystic ovarian syndrome at 9 o'clock right here in WFLA Orlando. My gal pal Lizzie and our Dr. David Klein from Stages of Life Medical Institute will not only talk about PCOS, but also about misdiagnoses. Yeah. So catch us tonight at Connection Show, 9 o'clock right here. That's truly life and death stuff. All right. Good deal. Now, um, in the next hour, Trump wants us out of the Middle East, and so do I. I've said it for years. Do you have any idea how many troops we have in the Middle East and where they are? I will share it all with you, and we'll talk about it together here just after the news.
WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here on a Thursday morning at 7 o'clock as we update Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic once again on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Melissa Fox. In for Alan Spector, our top stories this hour Trump talks Turks and Kurds at the White House, and a dark net porn ring is dismantled. More in one minute. And. Trump wants us out of the Middle East. I want our troops out, too. I'll tell you in a moment what that will take to get it done. Here on Good Morning Orlando. Okay, it's not really sunny yet, but it's going to be beautiful out there. Let's just get that straight. Is it out there yet? Don't mess with the window. No, it's not sunny. It's dark. <laughs> it's dark 30. It's uh, 7.04 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. President Trump says he wasn't surprised that Turkey started making military moves in northern Syria. Speaking at the White House, Trump said the Turks and the Kurds have been fighting for a long time. And he again defended his decision to withdraw U.S. troops from northern Syria and welcomed Russia's help in protecting the Kurds. Trump suggested it's not the business of the U.S. and asked, why are we protecting Syria's land? Kurdish forces have been helping U.S. troops combat ISIS. The Trump administration has imposed sanctions on Turkey after Turkish moved into northern Syria. And Trump's troop withdrawal has provoked bipartisan condemnation in Congress. The president argued that he wants to get the U.S. out of endless wars. And he said America is protecting countries that don't even like us. More from the president on this in a moment. And then we're going to talk about what it will take to get us completely out of the Middle East militarily, which he favors, and I do as well. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. GOP senators are criticizing President Trump for his decision to withdraw troops from northern Syria as the tensions rise with Turkey. Speaking at the Capitol yesterday, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham called it insane and the biggest mistake of Trump's presidency. He's making the biggest mistake of his presidency by assuming the Kurds are better off today than they were yesterday. That is just unbelievable. Utah Senator Mitt Romney said shame on us for putting the Kurds in a dangerous situation. Florida Senator Marco Rubio says there's a potential for ethnic cleansing against the Kurds and it will be hard to reverse the damage. Congressman Elijah Cummings has passed away. The Maryland Democrat was 68 years old. A tweet from his office says he died this morning at about 2.45 Eastern time at John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore. The congressman had been suffering from long-standing health challenges. More than 6,800 pounds of cocaine that was seized is now offloaded in San Diego. The U.S. Coast Guard on Wednesday offloaded cocaine. It was estimated at $92 million on the illegal drug market. They were confiscated from drug smugglers in international waters between late July and earlier this month, according to the Coast Guard. A new state of Florida House bill is calling for making Bible courses mandatory at all public schools. Current state law says it's okay to offer the classes, but it's not required. If it passes, House Bill 341 would involve both the Old and New Testament. I would see a separation of church and state issue in a lawsuit from the ACLU in a heartbeat. On this, we'll follow it. More than 330 people worldwide are now facing charges in what federal officials call the takedown of the largest darknet child pornography website. 
The Justice Department says the site Welcome to Video offered more than 250,000 videos of children being abused for sale using Bitcoin. The site's operator, a South Korean national, is among those facing charges, as well as people in about two dozen U.S. states and several countries. The feds say the operation has also led to at least 23 victims being rescued in the U.S., Spain, and the U.K., adding they were being actively abused by site users. WFLA Newstime 707. Students tackle a classmate who brandished a pistol at a California high school. You can find that story on our website at WFLA Orlando. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. We are glad you're with us. Alan Spector on vacation handling the news, as you've heard. Melissa Fox and her chair taking your calls is Kelly. Yaffe holding it all together is our executive producer in the control room and the Bud Man at your service here until 9 o'clock. For years before this microphone, I have said all we need to be about in the Middle East is protecting Israel. Now that Trump has made us essentially energy independent, we're not beholden to Middle Eastern oil anywhere near like we were once before. We are the largest natural gas and oil producers now in the world thanks to Trump policies. Why else do we have to be in the Middle East spending money we don't have and and spilling blood? I mean, is there anything going on in the Middle East where you would want your son or daughter, grandson or grandson in service to this country to come home in a flag-draped coffin? The president wants us out of the Middle East, not just the situation with Syria and the Kurds and Turkey. Out of the Middle East. He ran on it. Get us out militarily. And I support him on that. What would it take to do it? You may be surprised how many troops we have in the Middle East right now beyond places like Iraq and Afghanistan. I've done the research. I have the numbers. I'll tell you what it would take to get us out, and we'll see whether or not you agree with me and the president. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. You know, we have a chance for you to make your wallet great again. Listen all day, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Right after the top of the hour news, we'll announce a keyword. When you hear that keyword, you text it to 200-200. And then watch your phone, because if you get a call from area code 513, you best answer it. It's us trying to give you one thousand dollars so listen for your chance to win all day and the keyword is coming up very shortly to make your wallet great again we also have traffic and weather together in just two minutes it's 7 10 on good morning orlando headlines now the house has passed a resolution condemning president trump's decision to withdraw troops from northern syria a total of 354 members voted in favor of the resolution yesterday only 60 against an overwhelming show of bipartisanship. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. All those normally dovish Democrats are now suddenly raging hawks in Congress. Why? Because it's all about taking the opposite point of view to whatever President Trump wants to do. And ultimately, it is all about impeachment because they know they can't beat him at the ballot box with any from that lame crowd they had on the stage 
for the debate in Ohio a couple of nights ago. But let's talk about not just the situation in northern Syria, Turkey, Syria, and the Kurds, and the 50 troops we moved out of harm's way, and the 1,000 that the president says he just wants to get out of Syria all together. You know, uh, let, let's talk about getting us out of the Middle East militarily entirely. Wait till I share the stats with you on that, and I will in a moment, um, because this is something I favor and that the president ran on. We need to get out of the Middle East. We just do. There's nothing good in there for us. There's nothing but death, and there is nothing but heartache, and there is nothing but debt. Spending money we don't have to maintain our presence there. You'll be surprised how many soldiers we do have in various places in the Middle East. But let's listen to the president here railing on a hawk, his normally his buddy Lindsey Graham from the Senate, and, uh, and about the need to get out of the Middle East. Here he is, the president. Lindsey Graham would like to stay in the Middle East for the next thousand years with thousands of soldiers and fighting other people's wars. I want to get out of the Middle East. And I think we need to. And when I think about us out of the Middle East doing what it takes to protect Israel, I don't know how things get worse for us. We don't need their energy like we needed their energy before. Let them fight it out. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen anyway, and we're not going to be in the crossfire. What do we gain? What do we gain from having a major military presence like this in the Middle East? The United States has between 60 and 70,000 troops throughout the Middle East. We have nearly 800 military bases around the world, but we have between 60 and 70,000 troops in the Middle East right now, this according to U.S. Central Command. 14,000 in Afghanistan after 9-11. Got to keep the Taliban down. Got to keep al-Qaeda down, okay? And how long are we going to keep on doing that? In the tiny island Gulf nation of Bahrain, 7,000 American troops. In Iraq, 5,200. Jordan, nearly 3,000. Kuwait, 13,000 American troops stationed there now. We've got a few hundred in Oman for reasons I don't understand. As many as 13,000 in Qatar. The U.S. pulled most of its soldiers out of uh, Saudi Arabia after the 9-11 attacks. Uh, But there are now plans to send in more than 500 troops. Um, The UAE, the United Arab Emirates, 5,000 U.S. troops stationed there. I mean, it's incredible to me. And we're ready to send more in to Saudi Arabia and other places. For what long term? Say, well, we got to keep ISIS down. Listen, a man who killed in the name of ISIS slaughtered 49 people at the Pulse nightclub in, in downtown Orlando. Remember him? Omar Mateen. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. You could have wiped out ISIS in the Middle East. You could have taken down the Taliban. You could have taken down al-Qaeda in Afghanistan, and it would not have stopped him. With the Internet, ISIS can recruit all around the world. We're just going to have to deal with the scourge of radical Islamic terrorism. You can't just stay there forever and kill all the ones you can find now. They will reform, and there'll be more to kill, and there is no end to it, and we wind up with guys and gals coming back in body bags and shedding shedding treasure as well. We spent more than $8 trillion in the Middle East. What the heck have we gotten out of it, for God's sake? I'm with the president. Let's get out of there militarily, lock, stock, and barrel. If we have to bomb from the air with reconnaissance and, you know, sending our planes to where they need to go, that's fine. But no more troops on the ground in the Middle East. What about it? Do you agree with the Bud Man or not? 407-916-5400. Text us at 23680. First name in town. Welcome. 
Where are you on this? This is a big deal. This president ran on getting us out of the wars in the Middle East. And I backed him. As a matter of fact, I called for it before he even was running for president. Enough with this. Enough with the endless wars, the endless military presence, and enough with shedding blood in treasure in that God-forsaken, conflict-wracked part of the world. We should be done with this. It's insanity, and it cannot continue in perpetuity. Your thoughts coming up right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. All right, thanks for that report. An update on a weather-related situation developing right now. A storm forming in the Gulf of Mexico could threaten the U.S. Gulf Coast and the uh, the northwest coast of Florida, the Panhandle, etc. The National Hurricane Center saying there's a 60% chance the system could turn into a tropical cyclone over the coming days headed into the weekend. The Hurricane Center says the Gulf Coast can expect gusty winds, rough surf, and rain later this week into the weekend. But relatively speaking, we look good here. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. 726 on Good Morning Orlando. I'm Melissa Fox along with the Bud Man, Yaffe and Kelly. And on the phone, we've got Robert from Kissimmee who agrees with Bud. We need to get the troops out of the Middle East. Robert, talk to me. Totally. He's, uh, he couldn't have said it any better than he said it. And I've read so many books on the Middle East since I've been a kid. And I'm 73, and I still don't understand them. The weapons over there that we might give somebody this year turns us into a war criminal next year because they change sides so fast. They're, it's uh, hopeless. And if you can't do it in 40 years... What makes you think you're going to do it in 50 or 60? It's just on and on and on. And another American shouldn't die fighting for their worthless causes. Boy, I agree with you, Robert. Thanks for your support on that. I really do. Melissa, Yaffe, Kelly, what about it? I mean, I got that off my chest. I've preached on that before, (laughs) but I believe it more than ever right now, particularly because it is a very big issue with our president. Well, but I remember in the George W. Bush administration, when you asked Democrats how we were going to pay for their proposed spending increases on government programs, their go-to answer was, well, we're going to quit subsidizing other countries' military and spending with bases in places like Japan and Germany, et cetera. And the single biggest platform the party had then was no more foreign wars, right? Back then, the GOP typically took the opposite position, and now it's flipped. The GOP are the doves, the Dems are the hawks. It's interesting, though, such a a realignment on such a big issue can happen in just 10 years. There was a time when we had to stay there economically because we had to keep the oil flowing no matter what. We were totally dependent on it. When the, you know, in the Middle East, you cut back on the oil with OPEC in the 70s, you know, you couldn't get gasoline and there were lines all over the place. Right now, the president's policies domestically have made us energy independent. Now is the time to get out of the Middle East. There is no reason to stay there because there is nothing you can achieve positively and keep and lives will be lost and treasure will be spent. You know, President Trump, and I completely disagree with you on this, obviously. Why but do you President disagree Trump, with me on this? Are you kidding? Because President Trump, President, I mean, you can say I'm kidding on my one. I know what I'm talking about. President Trump, he said he wanted to defeat ISIS. That was one thing he campaigned on, right? Why? 
Why should we care? You say we should get out of the Middle East and not care. Why did we even care about defeating ISIS then? Well, we'll bomb them from the air. We'll get other That's people. That's not going to uh, work. Well, other, <laughs> other, listen, there are lots of other countries out there that hate ISIS for various uh, reasons as well. And there's trust an me, argument Yaffe, that Turkey hates ISIS. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Russia, they say they do. They'll yeah. let them go what on. What about Iran? Yeah. Iran, Iran radical Islamic ISIS. terrorists, you know, do not occupy one place on the globe. Okay, so we shouldn't have gone in Afghanistan after 9-11? Oh, I think we had to after 9-11. It was so extreme. Why? Because we knew at that point where Al-Qaeda was headquartered. But, but they can be terrorists anywhere. So what are you going to do? You're going to leave them there? You're going to have, when you get married and you have kids, you're going to send them over there and they're going to come back, God forbid, in a body bag, and you're going to say it's all worth it. You served our country. Thanks for fighting for our freedom. Really? I mean, if they want to fight, yes. I would be very proud to have kids that would fight for our freedom anywhere if fighting they volunteer. Fighting for our freedom, I agree, but that is not what that would be about in the Middle East, and it's not what it is about in the Middle well, East. Well, this is isolationism, that if we don't, do, if we stay out of the world completely, it won't affect us. You'll have a huge refugee problem. Oil prices will spike in the world. Wow. Um, <laughs> trading among the world. Why is it that there is no other country that is losing lives and and maintaining itself perpetually in foreign lands wracked with conflict except the United States. There are other countries that were there with us. We didn't fight ISIS alone. Now, we no, did most no. of it, yes, but the Kurds actually did most of it. You know, I hate to, abandoning I, them. I, I hate the Chicoms, <laughs> but do you see Chinese in uniform all over the world? You don't. <laughs> Do you imagine if we did? That's what's going to happen if we leave the world. Oh, man, what? you're uh, killing me. Look, what a, What's going on on the text line here? There's a lot going on on the text line, my friend. Uh, one person says, I support President Trump's decision to get our troops out of the Middle East. And while we're at it, how about getting our troops out of Germany? Yeah, you know, and a lot of other places, too. You know, it's just well, I agree too many that. vestiges of the Cold War, Yaffe. We got 10,000 troops in Italy. Give me a break. Another agrees with you, bud man, says, look at the number of dead and the money that we've spent. It's ridiculous. And someone else says, bring the troops back, put them on our border, nothing less. It's a good debate, gang, and, it, and, and, and I'm glad we're having it here, you know? And Yaffe and I still like each other. I hope so. Not as much as we did <laughs> 10 minutes ago, but... Hey, let, how about we get into uh, things uh, news-wise? <laughs> I sure, know, we're fine. Sure. Bottom of the hour, take it away. Yeah, Trump's letter to Turkey has included a serious warning, and the verdict is in from our Keith Lloyd. Those stories, plus elsewhere, and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Little Trump news here. We're turning it over to Melissa in for Alan Spector this morning with the news. That's correct. President Trump is warning Turkey's leader not to be a tough guy or a fool as Turkey invades northern Syria. In a letter to Turkey's President Erdogan, Trump pushed for a deal to stop Turkey's military from moving further into the region. Trump said, you don't want to be responsible for slaughtering thousands of people, with Trump suggesting that if it did happen, he would destroy the Turkish economy. He also warned that history will look upon you forever as the devil if the problem isn't solved in a humane way. Turkey's military moved into northern Syria shortly after President Trump announced that U.S. forces would be pulled from the region. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An Orlando jury deliberated less than five hours yesterday afternoon before finding Marquise Lloyd guilty of all six major charges against him, including first-degree murder in the 2016 death of pregnant ex-girlfriend Sade Dixon, as well as first-degree murder in the death of her unborn baby. 
The jury will now reconvene on Monday for the penalty phase of the trial, which may last longer than the actual guilt phase. They'll decide whether Lloyd should be put to death. That decision would have to be unanimous. Lloyd apparently wasn't able to convince a jury that he was the one who was under attack by Dixon and her brother and that he acted out of self-defense. Dixon was shot eight times. Her brother was also shot but survived. Larry Spillman, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando. And we talked about this earlier, the problems I have with the way this all went down, even though I agree with the verdict. We'll get back into it in the 8 o'clock hour, Melissa. Sure will. The NFL now. Dolphins are returning to veteran Ryan Fitzpatrick as their starting quarterback. Head coach Brian Flores announced the move yesterday. Fitzpatrick started with the Dolphins' first two games before getting replaced by Josh Rosen. Rosen was benched in Sunday's loss to Washington, Fitzpatrick almost led a comeback after entering the game in the fourth quarter. Miami is 0-5, and five, and Flores says Fitzpatrick gives them the best chance to win. The Dolphins will visit the 4-1 and one Bills on Sunday. If he's still got a little Fitz magic, as they call it, in that arm. <laughs> Elsewhere. Man, listen to Yaffe. That was good. (laughs) The wife and son of a TV actor are confirmed dead after the son allegedly attacked his mother. This happened at the Santa Barbara home of 1960s Tarzan actor Ron Ely. The Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Department confirms that Valerie Lundeen and Cameron Ely are the victims. Lundeen won Miss Florida in 1981, representing Miami. She grew up in Miami-Dade County and graduated from Miami Palmetto Senior High School, class of 74. Oh, I didn't know it was a downer story. Sorry, I kind of got okay. well, in there with Let's it. just do that again. Or better? It does sort of sound like Yaffe in the last segment. Yeah. You're yeah, right. Don't, don't hurt yourself. A Utah trooper is being called a hero after pulling an unconscious man out of a car just seconds before it was hit by a train. The dramatic dash cam video shows trooper... Ruben Correa running to a vehicle that was parked on the railroad tracks north of Salt Lake City and desperately trying to get the man out in time. There's another trooper who can be heard yelling that a train is coming. Correa pulled the man out just in the nick of time. The oncoming train smashed the vehicle and sent it flying some 30 feet. The driver of the vehicle and trooper Correa were both uninjured. Chipotle is going to pay for its employees to get a degree. It's a new program, launches next month, and it's the restaurant chain's latest attempt to attract and hang on to talent. Employees who've been with the company at least 120 days and work a minimum of 15 hours a week can choose from 75 different degree programs. The employees would stay with Chipotle while in school, and the company asked them to remain there for at least another six months after they earn their degrees pretty good deal. Yeah, Chipotle, I think, is really trying to make a comeback. They had some problems with quality control with the food that really hurt them. So I guess they're, you know, trying to make being a part of Chipotle more attractive than perhaps it's been. Mm-hmm. The Rosary is going digital. The Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network is releasing a wearable smart device called the Click to Pray e-Rosary. It can be worn as a bracelet, syncs up to a free app. These stories and more can be found on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLA Orlando. Just look for Elsewhere. With Al Inspector. Digital rosary beads. Do we have any Catholics here with us this morning? (laughs) Kelly, are you Catholic? 
Uh, I don't really practice anymore, to tell you the truth. More Christian. What about the idea of digital rosary beads? Is that going to work, that high-tech <laughs> stuff? Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, way to, you know, uh, put tech into it, into religion and such, but I don't think it's going to be a thing. No. You know, it's yeah. a bracelet. <laughs> it's a prayer app. Whoa. How much is it going to be? You know, <laughs> how much of rosary is nothing? Mm. This is going to be expensive. All right. Hey, good having you in with Elsewhere and the news for Alan this morning. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good deal. Paul, you're in Reedy Creek. We've been talking about whether or not we ought to get out of the Mideast lock, stock, and barrel militarily as the president and the Bud Man wants, and Yaffe does not. Well, good morning. I totally agree. This was one of his campaign promises, if I'm not mistaken. But why are we there? These people have been killing each other for thousands of years. Um, Nine-year veteran, I don't think one more American needs to die. We've got plenty of oil. Let somebody else fight for him. This is crazy. Yaffe, what about it? Defend your point of view, you and Lindsey Graham and a lot of Uh, others. I thought I did pretty well in the last segment. Um, Do it again. I mean, I I understand. I I sympathize with what people are saying. I just don't believe that we can just leave the rest of the world and then not have an effect on us. I think eventually it will, and then we'll have to go back. No, I totally disagree. And it's what Teddy Roosevelt said, walk softly and carry a big stick. Teddy Roosevelt was one of the most interventionist presidents in our history. (laughs) Maybe, but you know what? (laughs) We're going to quote him. Why should another American die? Thank you, Paul. I got to let you go. I got to check this because I'm just out of time here. Got a retired guy from the Army says, I'm with you, uh, but on this one on the text line, the purpose of the military is to confront enemies as necessary and defend this country, not to police the world and keep tribal factions separated. I think that says it very well. Lots of other great input here. Wish we had more time, but we need to clear the decks on the phones right now for the Daily Sound Judgment Game. Great Halloween prize at the fabulous Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts in downtown Orlando. Get on the line right now to play Sound Judgment. You're eligible by corporate rules if you have not won in 30 days. This is a great gift, and if it's not for you or the timing's not right on Halloween, you can give it to somebody else, and they will absolutely love it. I promise you, this is a terrific prize. Let's get on the line and have some fun together at 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400, or on that toll-free, it's 866-916-5400. Uh, Garth Brooks performed in Central Florida last night, and we've got a Garth Brooks themed question for you with a prize on the line sound judgment after we update orlando's news weather and traffic in two minutes good morning orlando here on news radio wfla orlando headlines now 50 years have passed but women who help make the space history still feel a strong connection women who work with the apollo 11 mission that sent neil armstrong and Buzz Aldrin to the moon gathered yesterday at Santa Rosa Beach out, I guess, out in California for a reunion. Despite the passage of time, one woman says she didn't miss uh, a beat after seeing all the rest of them. Another woman says it's amazing how much they still remember and they hope more frequent reunions are possible. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando. They made a really cool movie a couple of years ago about the women who uh, oh, yeah. Hidden the figures. Apollo program. It was Love great. That. It oh. was just terrific. Yeah. Thanks for that one, Melissa. Right now, um, let's talk about the Sound Judgment Prize. Kelly 
has it for us. What are we playing for? Yes, if you win Sound Judgment this morning, you and a guest will be attending Orlando Ballet's Vampires Ball at the Dr. Phillips Center, October 31st at 7.30 p.m. Haltingly good fun awaits you at the newly revamped uh, Vampires Ball opening up on Halloween night with striking sets and costumes to dazzle. You're in for a treat, y'all, so uh, join us if you dare. The Vampires <laughs> Ball runs October 31st to November 3rd. To, per- to purchase tickets, uh, visit drphillipscenter.org. Yeah, so, you know, take care of the little ones at an early trick-or-treat and then head on down for the Vampire's Ball at the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center. It's a fantastic Halloween prize, and if it's not for you, give it to somebody in your family or friends. They will love it. I've got an open line at 407-916-5400, and you can sneak in on the toll-free, don't tell anybody else, (laughs) 866-916-5400. Grab it. Today's Sound Judgment Game throws the spotlight on country music superstar Garth Brooks. He's returning to his roots on his dive bar tour, and last night he returned to play the barn up in Sanford. I say he returned because, you see, Garth Brooks appeared at the barn early in his career and made mention of that in his song, The Old Stuff, recorded years ago. Listen to some sound of that song, which ends with the line about the barn in Sanford, Florida. Then use your sound judgment to tell me what year Garth Brooks first played the barn early in his legendary career. Seven pickers and all our gear in a rental van. Then music never steeple and working on the neon tank. We played the barn down in Sanford, Florida. I played the barn down in Sanford, Florida. What year did he appear first at the barn is the question. Line one, you're first up for the prize. Go ahead, line one. 75. No, no, he wasn't performing in 75. That was later for Garth Brooks. Line two, as that line opens, grab it at 407-916-5400. Give me the year that uh, Garth Brooks first played the barn here in Sanford. 1989. You're real close, real close, but I can't give you the prize. you got to nail the year. That line is now open at 407-916-5400. That was very close, 1989. Line three, what's your guess on the year? 1988? Nope, nope, sorry. 407-916-5400. That great prize is still up for grabs. Line four, you are next. Hello, line four. 1987. No, you guys are going in the wrong direction. Back to line one. Name the year. Uh, 1993. No, you went too far the other way. Line two, what was the year that Garth Brooks first played the barn in Sanford? Line 91. Th- no, you're real close. You're as close as you can get. Let's go to line three. You should be able to nail it if you've been listening. Go ahead, line three. Huh. 86. No, you're going the wrong way. Oh, this is incredible. I don't know how much more time we can do this. Uh, let's go to the toll free and see if we can find a winner. Give me the year, please. Toll free, you're up. 1990, you bet. That's according to the folks at the barn, right, Melissa? They actually have it posted. Yes, that is correct. How exciting. What's your first name? We'll write you a note. Dustin. Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N? Yes, sir. Bingo. Congratulations. You've won our prize. Thanks for listening to our show. Thank you. You fired up? (laughs) I'm very excited, yes. Uh, really? Okay. All right. Mr. Cool, Just calm, and collected. The dentist excited. Don't, don't go away. I'll put you 
off air. Kelly will make the arrangements. You are our prize winner. Dustin has done it. Great to have Garth Brooks in town. This dive bar tour is cool. Yeah. The little yeah. places all around the country when he started out in his career. A couple of thousand people showed up last night at Sanford and had a really good time. Yeah. Fantastic story there. Rush for the morning update coming after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic again. And we'll do it for you here in two minutes on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. On a fabulous Thursday morning, we greet you off the top of the 8 o'clock hour with our latest look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Melissa Fox, in for Alan Spector. Top stories we're looking at this hour a new impeachment poll, not good news for the president, and the chair of Washington's House Committee on Oversight and Reform has died. More in one minute. And that big showdown, it was ugly at the White House. You think this was about Syria? This was about impeachment, as I'll explain next on Good Morning Orlando. It's 8.04 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. U.S. Congressman Elijah Cummings, a key figure in the impeachment inquiry into Donald Trump, has passed away. When we're dancing with the angels, the question will be asked, in 2019, what did we do to make sure we kept our democracy intact? Did we stand on the sidelines and say nothing? Mr. Cummings, a Democratic representative from Maryland, was chair of Washington's House Committee on Oversight and Reform. Now, he'd been absent since he underwent an undisclosed medical procedure in September that he said would only keep him away from work for a week, but he never returned to work at the time of his death. Cummings was 68. And they're listing simply due to complications from uh, longstanding health challenges. More to come. It's only been five hours. Elijah Cummings gone at 68. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A new Gallup poll says support is rising for both Congress and for impeaching Trump. The polling organization says approval of Congress has risen from 18 percent in September to 25 percent. The increase is due to a 15% jump in approval among Democrats and a small increase among independents. The poll says a majority now supports Trump's impeachment and removal from office. The White House is refuting claims that President Trump lashed out at Democrats in a meeting about Syria. The statement released by the White House claims Trump was measured, factual, and decisive, and that the Democrats chose to storm out and get in front of the cameras to whine. Earlier, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Trump had a meltdown during the meeting. Yeah, more from Pelosi and a few other key players and both sides of the story and what it all was really about. And it was not Syria, it's impeachment. Florida's top attorney is not waiting for the federal government to act. Attorney General Ashley Moody is launching an investigation into more than 20 vaping companies doing business here in Florida. We're going to be thorough in our investigation and we will hold accountable any companies that intentionally are targeting and misleading our youth regarding vaping products. She says eight in 10 middle and high school students claim they've seen online advertising for vaping products and one in four high schoolers admits to vaping. She believes it's actually a higher number. 
Helen Hunt is recovering from a near-fatal car accident. The actress was hospitalized yesterday afternoon after she was T-boned by another driver. Video footage from TMZ shows her SUV rolling over from the impact of the crash. Los Angeles police say Helen Hunt was a passenger in the backseat of the car. She was later released from the hospital that evening. Terrific actress uh, and uh, very appealing, and uh, we're sorry to hear that, but it looks like she's going to make it. You do know that there's going to be a reboot, a short reboot of Mad About You? Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah, the sitcom, yeah. Mm -hmm. Loved her in Twister. Just happened to see the rerun of that the other night. They keep (laughs) on running it, and she's really cool in that movie. What's not to love? Helen Hunt in a tank top. WFLA News Time 808. A man jailed for. I busted you, bud. It's okay. A man jailed for cocaine has been cleared. Find out what the lab test said it actually was. Watch it online at WFLA Orlando. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Alan's off this morning, and uh, and Melissa is handling things in, in the news chair. You are nothing but trouble. It's nothing to <laughs> do on, with Helen Hunt in a tank she top. She looked great in that white beater. Oh no! Oh. Come on, stop. <laughs> No, it's just a really good actress, that's all. <laughs> we welcome Kelly aboard, who'll be taking your calls. Yaffe, of course, our executive producer on the big showdown at the White House. It was ugly and really, in many ways, I think, unprecedented. And, uh, and, and again, this was supposed to be a meeting about Syria, a bipartisan meeting, but this was all about impeachment and trying to discredit the president and raise doubts about his fitness for office based on his temperament. That's what was going on with Pelosi, Schumer, and Hoyer yesterday. We'll give you it from both sides, and we'll get your take on it here in a moment. 407-916-5400 if you got something to say on this hot topic at our 8 o'clock hour. And, of course, we have the text line always open, never busy, 23680. Standard message and data rates and apply. Uh, apply. Now, in the meantime, on a Thursday morning, We're going to give away some money. And, hey, somebody's got to win it. Might as well be you. Right, Melissa? Yeah, that's correct. We want to make your wallet great again, so we need you to be there for us. Every hour from 6 a.m. until 9 p.m., just after the top of the hour news, we tell you a keyword. When you hear the keyword, text it to 200-200. And then wait, because if you get a call from area code 513, you need to answer it. It's us trying to give you $1,000. Listen for your chance to win all day. Your keyword is coming up in like two seconds. We're going to make your wallet great again, plus news, traffic, and weather in just two minutes. It is 810 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, and this uh, did not put the president in good humor for the meeting with Pelosi and company yesterday. The House passed a resolution condemning President Trump's decision to withdraw troops from northern Syria. A total of 354 members voted in favor of the resolution yesterday. Only 60 opposed an overwhelming show of bipartisanship. A lot of Republicans came along against the president on that vote. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. First things first, though, text message of the day just in, Yaffe. <laughs> yeah, we often hear Trump say, uh, drain the swamp. Well, we have a texter who has a better idea, said Trump needs to pave over the swamp 
and put up a hotel. Yes, I like uh, that. Yeah. I like that. I'll book a room immediately. <laughs> <laughs> they paved over the swamp and put in a parking lot. Yeah, it's kind of like that old song. Anyway, let's go to the big showdown at the White House yesterday. And the media was all glomming over this because it was three Democrats who came out afterwards to tell the story that, of course, the anti-Trump media just absolutely was hungry to hear that the president had had a meltdown. He went apoplectic. It was supposed to be a meeting about Syria, bipartisan, about his decision to pull the U.S. troops out of harm's way, which I support and many do not. Um, Listen, um, this was all about finding something, something else that might peel more votes in the direction of impeachment. Now, we're not getting anywhere. We don't have much, it appears, when it comes to the stuff they're going with on on impeachment right now with the inquiry, Uh, Ukraine and all of that, and quid pro quo. So maybe if we can sell the country on the idea that the president is coming unraveled, unglued, he is losing his marbles, he is not rational, he is not in control of his emotion, and emotions and his temperament is unsuited to the office he holds, maybe we can get some more votes and somehow not only impeach him in the House, but convict him in the Senate. And yesterday, with all of those Republicans who went against the president, you know, the Democrats are more hungry than ever over what they think the possibilities are to literally throw the president out of office and and completely undermine an election in which 63 million people said they wanted him as our president. So here comes Nancy Pelosi with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer in tow and House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer. They got up and left the meeting in the White House. And Nancy, what happened in there? You just on the part of the president was a meltdown. Sad to say. Her dentures were slipping a little there early. What we witnessed was a meltdown. Sad to say. Senate Minority Leader Schumer right now. He was insulting, particularly to the speaker. She kept her cool completely. But he called her a third-rate politician. He said that the there are communists involved and you guys might like that. I mean, this was not a dialogue. It was sort of a diatribe, a nasty diatribe. And Steny Hoyer, what about you? What was it like in there? I have served with six presidents. I have been in many, many, many meetings like this. Never have I seen a president treat so disrespectfully a co-equal branch of the government of the United States. Would you like to get to the other side of the story? I'll have it for you in a moment from the press secretary and from the House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. This was not about Syria, this meeting. This was about impeachment, as I have explained. Your thoughts welcome, 407-916-5400, or text us at 23680. First name in town, always welcome on that text line. While we're talking about that White House uh, meeting yesterday, ostensibly about the uh, U.S. troop pullout order by the president in northern Syria, we have this angle on the story. The U.S. military says it has attacked one of its own bases in Syria. Two F-15 jets bombed a munitions storage bunker to make sure the facility no longer had any military value. American troops had abandoned the base as they withdrew from northern Syria. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. The Promise on Good Morning Orlando. <laughs> iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. 
Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Dave, we'd like to give our callers priority. No, it's hard to hang on the phone. We'll come to you in a moment. I want to get a couple of other sound cuts in here uh, from House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy on the White House meeting. Democrats say the president had a meltdown. Uh, McCarthy says nothing like that. He was at the meeting, says no meltdown by the president, that Trump ripped into Pelosi because of how she was behaving and that the meeting went well and was productive after Pelosi, Schumer, and Hoyer stormed out. You know the most interesting part? They left the meeting, other Democrats stayed, and we had the most normal meeting you could ever have that was productive with the general, the Joint Chiefs, the Secretary of Defense, and the president. All right, now let me ask you this. Kevin McCarthy, how did the meeting begin, and how Pelosi in particular behaved? The president starts out, and he provides the letter that he sent to the president of Turkey, Erdogan. Very strong letter not to go into this area. As he passes it around, he starts with me. We hand it to every leader. You know what the Speaker Pelosi did? She doesn't read it. She turns it over flat to show in the president's face she's not going to read his letter. Then she starts to smile. The president calls her out. Nancy, why are you laughing? This is a serious item. The general, the Joint Chief, tells how he recommended to the president that he remove some of our men because they were in danger. He didn't want them to be harmed. When they'd asked the president a question, the Secretary of Defense goes, oh, I have that. No, the president has to answer. And this from White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham on how the meeting really went down. The president was measured, factual, and decisive. While Speaker Pelosi's decision to walk out was baffling, but not surprising, she had no intention of listening or contributing to an important meeting on national security issues. While Democratic leadership chose to storm out and get in front of the cameras to whine, everybody else at the meeting chose to stay in the room and work on behalf of this country. Melissa, in for Alan, how about we bring on one of our callers here, shall we? Yeah, Dave from Apopka, you loved Trump's actions in the meeting yesterday. Tell us why. Uh, Damn straight. Somebody needs to tell the children that are in powerful positions in our country to grow up. I mean, Nancy Pelosi, the way I, all of them, Chucky, can't stand them. I wish she could fire them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with how it, how it went down. It makes sense to me. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the call. And this Trump tweeting with a picture of Pelosi standing up, wagging his finger acro- her finger across the table at Trump, nervous Nancy's unhinged meltdown. And this in print from the president on Twitter. Nancy Pelosi needs help fast. There's either something wrong with her upstairs or she just plain doesn't like our great country. She had a total meltdown at the White House today. It was very sad to watch. Pray for her. And she is a she's a very, very <laughs> sick person. That was really smart for him to put out that picture. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's the one standing up yelling at him. Well, in the think picture. about it. You know, they come out of the meeting. Trump is all smiles, thumbs up. Pelosi yeah. is disheveled. She's drawn. She's tense. Her teeth are falling out. I mean, I wasn't there, but the evidence points overwhelmingly <laughs> to Pelosi having a meltdown. And again, it's all about impeachment. Try to make the president look like he's losing it, you know, making right. bad decisions, but losing control you know, of his of his temper or whatever else. And that's another reason why you ought to vote to impeach him and get him convicted and throw him out because the other stuff they're working on isn't working very well. Yeah, that's how I feel, that the other stuff, the whistleblower stuff, yeah. it's not going to work. And they need to add other things. Got a texture or two to weigh in here? Yeah, I got one for you. Uh, Pelosi is a chameleon. She changes her color at will, but she's cold-blooded through and through. Uh, one person said Pelosi's ability to keep her cool is about as impressive as a salamander remaining cold-blooded. 
All right. <laughs> Lots what of uh, comparisons to animals. What are we, what are we, <laughs> wow. we got some reptile experts texting this morning. I guess so. A couple of them. Another checked in said, occasional bad temper is hardly a high crime or misdemeanor. This is going to reflect very poorly for the Dems in 2020. By the way, we do have one texter who disagrees, though, and says, I voted for Trump, but I'm getting increasingly disgusted with his inability to hold his tongue and his temper I wish to God that he would just stay off Twitter. It is getting harder every day to defend him. There you go. And, you know, he's not alone in thinking that. You know, there there are times when we just wish we could, you know, you know, take that, that Twitter connection he's got and throw it in the Potomac. I think he'd be better <laughs> off, and so would we, to be honest with you. Sometimes it's great, but other times I don't think productive for him. No. Bottom of the hour, good Thursday morning. Bud Hedinger, Melissa Fox in for Alan Spector this morning. Yaffe, our executive producer, and taking your calls, Kelly. Right now to Melissa we go with the breaking news that um, we were hit with when we came in the building early this morning, even before the show. And if you're just joining us, you'll want to hear this. Yes, first thing this morning, we were alerted that Congressman Elijah Cummings has passed away after a storied career in the House of Representatives. The 68-year-old Maryland Democrat, who was no stranger to the spotlight, made headlines over the summer when he came under attack from President Trump. The president labeled Cummings's Baltimore district a rat-infested mess where no human would want to live and questioned why the congressman wasn't doing more to find out what happens to the billions of dollars of financial aid that goes to his city. Cummings, who chaired the House Oversight Committee, had been in poor health recently. His office says he died early this morning at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. New cars would have to include technology that stops drunk drivers from starting the engine. With the support of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, Republican Senator Rick Scott introduced the bill alongside Democrat Tom Udall. This is not a partisan issue. Uh, This is an issue that impacts Republicans, Democrats, and impacts families all across our country. The RIDE Act would fast-track development of technology that could determine a driver's blood alcohol level. There are estimates that the program could save 7,000 lives each year. Well, the Nationals are in a wait-and-see mode as the American League Championship Series continues. Yesterday's Game 4 between the Yankees and the Astros was postponed to today due to rain in the Bronx. Now, the Nats will be competing in their first World Series in franchise history. That game has been rescheduled for tonight with Game 5 tomorrow before the series potentially heads back to Houston. The Astros lead the best-of-seven matchup two games to one. Elsewhere... Netflix is being sued by two lawyers who say they don't like how they're being portrayed in a new movie. The Laundromat is directed by Stephen Soderbergh and stars Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas as two lawyers who allegedly helped the super-rich to evade taxes by stashing billions in offshore accounts. Ah, money laundering, Mm -hmm. the laundromat. The laundromat, you get it. it. Now, the story is actually based on two real lawyers, Jurgen Mosak and Ramon Fonsikak. Let's try that again. Fonsiak. Who knows? They're both under federal indictment. Just say it and own it. Nobody (laughs) knows how to say that. Fine. (laughs) That's all yours. These two lawyers are suing Netflix to stop from releasing The Laundromat, but IndieWire says Netflix says, "Mm mm-mm, dismiss the suit, Judge. We're still releasing it tomorrow. First Amendment. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Scott Scratch and Wilson, apparently a little too rowdy for the staff at a New Mexico hotel, the redneck woman singer, was asked to leave Hotel Encanto overnight Saturday for being super loud. The cops responded about 3.30 in the morning and escorted her out. Last year, Ms. Wilson was arrested at a Connecticut airport where she caused a minor disturbance on a flight. Really? <laughs> Them redneck women, you know. Uh, I like the way she sings. Life in the dream. Barbie's Barbie's Malibu Dream House is real, bud. It's available, too. The house is modeled after the classic playset down to the pink water slide, and it's along the Malibu coast. It's going up on Airbnb 11 o'clock next Wednesday Pacific time, and one lucky person and three friends will get a two-night stay in the Barbie Dream House. It will be from October 27th to the 29th, and it's $60 a night. It's hard to beat. And that's before you throw in some extras like fencing lessons from world-class champions and a cooking lesson from Chef Gina Clark-Helm and a makeover from a celebrity hairstylist, Jen Atkins. Yes, you too can live in the Barbie Malibu dream house. Life-size real Barbie included or not? <laughs> Probably not for $60. You're sharing your dreams with us no, again. No, I am not. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> there you go again. I'm not the one that mentioned Helen Hunt. <laughs> Howard Hunt. Helen, Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. I said Helen. <laughs> Find these stories and more on the Good Morning Orlando page of WFLA Orlando. And listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Mark Heath Lloyd, guilty of first degree murder. That's the right verdict. So why do I have a problem? I'll tell you in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining breaking news during the show earlier, uh, Great Britain apparently has reached a draft agreement on a Brexit deal to get them out of the European Union. Um, the Prime Minister's been talking about it across the pond. We will follow the story. I'm sure Yaffe will have more for the ride home on PM Orlando from 5 until 6 tonight. From us on Good Morning Orlando, updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories all morning long. Right here News, on... News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The Bud Man, the Fox, Yaffe and Kelly with you until 9 o'clock. Alan Spector is taking a couple of well-deserved days off. Um... The Marquise Lloyd verdict came in just the way we all hoped and prayed it would. This was the most important of the six charges against the man who shot his pregnant ex-girlfriend eight times, killing Sade Dixon and the child that they were sharing. Double murder. And then he went on, and he'll be tried for this, to murder. It's very obvious. The video's right there. Um, Orlando Police Officer Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. He'll be tried for that next year. Let's listen to the most important uh, verdict that came in of the six yesterday against Mark Heath Lloyd. We, the jury, find as follows. As to count one of the charge, the defendant is guilty of first-degree murder. And guilty of everything else, all the other charges against him. Um, but you know what? In Budtopia, where everything is the way I want it to be, it doesn't take three years to put a man like this on trial and get a conviction. You know, I mean, for people like this, when it's such a slam dunk, for God's sake, in Budtopia, 
You know, uh, when you're talking about a death penalty case and capital murder, it, it's it's you got a year to get it all done, including one appeal. And then the execution occurs on the first anniversary of the whole proceeding. That's what happens in Budtopia. How is it where you are? Or are you satisfied with the criminal justice system, the way it operates in cases like this? We're going to have appeals of this. Then we're going to have another trial with appeals of whatever that verdict is. And he will live for years, Mark Heath Lloyd. And, you know, I just cannot imagine being a defense attorney. I know we have to have them. Terry Lenneman was the lead defense attorney for Lloyd. But it just it just galled me yesterday to listen to him try and plant just enough reasonable doubt in the mind of one juror so that there would not be the unanimous verdict that was required of guilt of murder in the first degree. Listen to Lenneman here trying to create this reasonable doubt, accusing Shadi Dixon's family of making up lies because they hated Markeith Lloyd and suggesting to a jury that's half black that Lloyd is a black man really isn't likely to get a just verdict. And I'm sorry you lost your daughter, but do you make up stuff because you want to kill this man? Because you want the community to authorize a needle in his arm? This is not a colorblind courtroom. This man's black. And we know in our community that there is a difference. I'm not playing a race card here, folks. Really? I'm telling you the absolute truth. Unbelievable. You know, and he doesn't think that Marquise Lloyd, he tried to sell the jury. I don't know what he really thinks, but he tried to sell the jury that he's not guilty of anything. It was all self-defense. You know, he put eight bullets in Sade Dixon, killing her and their unborn child because, because she had a gun and because he was being attacked by her brother. Yeah, really? Okay. I know we have to have defense attorneys and all of that. I don't know how anybody does that work. But in Budtopia, uh, again, things move along a lot faster toward conclusion than we saw here or we are apt to see as this case and others like it move along. Any thoughts on this, gang? Am, am I the lone ranger on this? But do, or does it just bother you? The verdict is correct, but it just seems to me um, that we could do better. I, I think the verdict is right. I am also very glad that uh, Aramis Ayel did not try this case because she wouldn't have gone for death penalty, and that's where we're at. So. Well, uh, she That's had those true. cases taken away from her right. as a state yeah. attorney locally. No, yeah. So he could get the death penalty. I think he probably will, if not for this one, for the next one. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. What's even worse is when they are when they do get the death penalty, I mean, it goes on for years. I think that's even worse than this part of it. Does that bother you at all, Kelly, as you look at the criminal justice system here? How yeah. long it takes not only to get somebody to trial, and then the trial drags along, and you finally, let's say you get a conviction, but then the appeals start, and th th this guy this guy will probably outlive me, might outlive Yaffe. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I understand due process and everything, but in cases like these are kind of cut and sewn, you would think it would be you know, expedited or whatever the case is, but, you know, USA, that's where we live, right? Well, okay, but are you satisfied with the system? Uh, if, if you don't think so, you know what it's like in Budtopia. All of this gets done in a year in a capital case and a slam dunk like this. Mm -hmm. What is it in your version of Utopia, okay? Bobtopia, Susietopia, whatever your name. Call us, 407-916-5400. Text us at 23680. Final look at Orlando's news, weather and traffic only two minutes away. Stick around here on Good Morning Orlando. 
The Central Florida headline for those of you just joining us, two people are dead after a shooting in Osceola County. The bodies were found last night in Kissimmee outside the Bank of America at the Ventura Downs Shopping Plaza. The two died at the scene in Osceola Parkway, and they have not been identified. Deputies say witnesses reported hearing multiple gunshots. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio WFLA Orlando. Yeah, if you read that text message, second on the list coming in here, taking issue with the Bud Man yeah. that we need to move these capital murder cases along and, you know, get a quick trial and a quick execution. Yeah, definitely taking issue with you, Bud. Says, since 1973, there have been 156 death row inmates exonerated and released. In Bud's world, they would all be dead, innocent people. That's when there's a dispute over whether somebody did it or not. When you have a case when there is no dispute, and there was none with Markeith Lloyd, none, absolutely none, that's the kind of case I'm talking about, different situation. So what about it? Do we have somebody in Jacktopia on the line? Yeah, we do. Jack is on the line from Wachula, and he said back in the day in the Constitution, death penalties would be what, Jack? Uh, Well, Thomas Jefferson wanted it in the Constitution, actually that if you were convicted of a capital crime, that you that the sentence is carried out the following day, unless you were convicted on Saturday, because there shall be no killing on the Sabbath. Yeah, there see? you go. There's nothing wrong with my next Tuesday, then. Nothing wrong with Thomas Jefferson, either. <laughs> Thank you for that, Jack. We do appreciate it. Um, any other textures of note here? Uh, one person said, uh, Budtopia for sure. And then please keep uh, that face off every local channel so we can enjoy some good local news. I'm not sure what face they're talking about. Well, it might be mine. No, I think it's the guy with one eye. I have a feeling. I, I think, I think it's Mark Keith, I yeah. think. It wasn't yeah. clear there. I'm, you know, I do do a, a, a brief television segment at about 5, 10 or 5, 15 in the morning with our news partners, Fox 35. Oh, they you love know. you, though. They love that segment. <laughs> well, I don't know whether the... the whether the viewers do or not. Oh, of course I I, they do. You think I might have taken a shot there, Yaffe? I might don't have. know. No, no, probably not. <laughs> anyway, call clear to see why you should be listening for the ride home right here on WFLA. Yeah, we'll cover any local or national breaking news. Mike Pompeo and Mike Pence are in Turkey as we speak. We'll cover what they say and how that meeting goes later and whatever else happens today. PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m. Bingo. In prime time, it's Thursday with Melissa. Yeah. Connection show. We're learning about PCOS. Look it up or just check it out at 9 o'clock tonight. Find yeah, out. it's a very, very interesting and serious health situation that doesn't get enough coverage on Connections with Melissa in prime time. Thanks for filling Alan's chair. Hope he's having a good time and a well-deserved day or two off. Thanks to you, Yaffe, and Kelly especially for taking the calls this morning. And thanks to you. God bless you, and God bless America. Now is the time, and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online.